Welcome to Sisterhood Rising. We are your hosts, Cheyenne and Sav, and we welcome you into our circle where we share our real and raw experiences with all things womanhood. We believe healing happens when women gather, sharing and supporting each other through all of life's moments. Here, we will share everything from the mundane to the magical. So let's dive in, sister. Hello, and welcome back to the Sisterhood Rising podcast. We are your hosts, Cheyenne and Sav. And this week, there's been some heavy energy in the air. I don't know about you guys, but today, y'all, today I am living. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with my best boo and all of you. And today we're talking (laughs) about one of my favorite topics. And... All of this energy is brought to you, (laughs) as you will find out, by my Leo Ascendant. And she doesn't shine very often, but when she does, it's for all to see. She is most commonly found on the dance floor after some liquid liquid courage. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So I hope you guys are ready for this energy because I'm going to bring it. Um, so yes, we are talking about astrology today, if you didn't guess already. Um, and I've talked before about my, my love of astrology and how that came to be in our self-love episode. But in case you haven't listened to that episode, basically I'd always felt really different and kind of struggled with that, blaming myself, thinking that there was something wrong with me. And I came across a book about astrology that just essentially described my personality really, really well. And for the first time, I understood that like nothing was wrong with me. Like I I was exactly the way I was supposed to be. And since then, I've dived further into my birth chart and studying astrology and my appreciation and respect for it only grows. Um, but Savannah, how were you introduced to astrology? I mean, do we even need to cover that? <laughs> I was introduced to astrology by Cheyenne. Um, I feel like, I don't know, it just kind of happened really naturally. I kept coming to you with like a few questions about things or a few questions about the way that I was feeling. And then Cheyenne was like, well, let me look at your chart. Let me pull your cards. (laughs) And she actually, you did a deep dive into my chart before I even did a deep dive into my chart. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you like pulled everything up and you're like, well, this is here and this is here. And did you know that you're not a Scorpio? Because all my life I thought I was a Scorpio. That was wrong. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's kind of how that came about. Um, and then I just kind of did a little bit more exploration into my personal chart um, after Shine kind of introduced me to everything. Um, and I agree with you. I feel like astrology kind of just gave me permission to be exactly who I was unapologetically and it really allowed me to help begin that process of like accepting myself and loving on myself because it just it just explained a lot of facets of who I was and it explained it in both like these are the negative things that that can come out of your personality type but then these are all the positive traits that like you should be focusing on that you should be enacting you know in your daily life and I was like okay So not all of these things that I feel are bad about myself are, you know, bad things inherently. Like, you know, there's just so many tools that I was given by um, looking more into my astrology. Um, But I'm sure we'll get into that on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
All right. So I think we should touch on some basics just so that you guys can have a greater understanding of astrology. And please understand that there are so many layers and it's so complex. It really is. Mm -hmm. But once you understand kind of the overarching archetypes, it's so much easier to unwrap. Um, So I'm going to do my my best to make this as simple as I can. So stick with me. Um, So astrology is essentially like human interpretation of celestial events from the vantage point of Earth. And it's all based very mathematically. Like any of the, like when you're looking at a birth chart or looking at the stars, it's all geometric relationships between the planets that carry themes. So it's just like a mathematical tool. That's really all it is. And um, using your birth chart or your natal chart, you can discover how things in like currently are affecting you, plus like your personality and stuff like that. Um, And your birth chart is like a picture of what the sky looked like when you took your first breath. And um, keep in mind, your chart is not set in stone. Like it's not dictating your life. It just describes the conditions that your free will will function. Like your soul will interpret those things to its own purpose. That's why, like, for instance, twins can all have the same birth chart and be drastically different because within them, they each have their own individual soul that is going to interpret that birth chart differently. Um, All right. So basically, when you look at a birth chart or a natal chart, it's a wheel and it's split into 12 slices, kind of like a pizza. And each of those slices is called a house. And each house belongs to a different part of who you are. Um, do you want me to break down generally what the 12 houses are? Sure. Yeah. And for those that will eventually watch, it looks like this. (laughs) Yes. It's a pizza pie. It's a pizza. Um, so the first house is like your physical self, your body, your general personality. The second house is your material possessions, personal values. The third is communication and learning. The fourth is like roots, family, home, like your childhood home, your neighborhood, all of that stuff. Fifth is creativity, romance, children. Um, The sixth is like your daily life, your job, your routine, your daily health and habits. Um, Seven is partnerships, not necessarily romantic, but like business partnerships and that stuff. Um, Eighth is death, sex transformation. Um, Ninth is travel, philosophy, worldview. Tenth is like your public image, your career, your legacy. Um, Eleventh is humanity, technology, ideals, dreams. And then the twelfth house is like your personal unconscious. It's the psychic, the mental, the unseen, all of the dark and twisty stuff. (laughs) And, um, So when you're looking at the birth chart, each house is going to have one of the zodiac signs at the top of that house. And they are like the flavor to that pizza slice. Um, And the zodiac signs we all know, or maybe you don't know, um, is like 
Cancer, Taurus, Virgo, Aries, all of those guys. And the zodiac signs can be organized into four elements. So like fire, water, earth, and air. And to give you an idea of what the zodiac signs are, think about how those elements function in real life. So like water, for example, will change from like mist to ice to free-flowing water to fast, slow-flowing water, all depending on its surroundings. So apply that thinking into the water signs. Um, And then they can also be organized into modalities, which is like cardinal, fixed, immutable, which we touched on a bit last week. Um, And then to read a birth chart... Within the houses, you're going to have planets. And those are like the little glyphs, the little like emoji characters. (laughs) Um, And they're going to be placed at very precise degrees of your pizza pie. And the planets are like the players of the game. So each planet represents a different player or a different energy in your life. Um, There's, I think, like 10 specific planets and do we want to go over those or just kind of pass by that? Um, I think we can skip the majority of them other than the ones, like the main ones that like we're going to read off of the chart. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, so when we're t- talking about the planets, a lot of people will reference like the big three, um, which is the sun, moon, and your rising sign. And the rising sign or ascendant isn't actually a planet. Um, It's just the zodiac sign that was in the Eastern hemisphere at the time of your birth. Um, So the sun is like your identity, your sense of self. Um, The moon is all of your feels, all of your emotions, how you care for others, how you want to be cared for. And then your ascendant or your rising is like the energies you throw into a room, like your first impression. It's kind of like a mask that you wear a little bit. Um, so typically when people are like, oh, what's your sign? Like those are the the top three that they're referring to. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the rough general basics. Um, can you also explain like North Node um, and Midhaven? I feel like those are kind of like big ones that aren't as popular, but... They tell you a lot. (laughs) They do indeed. Um, So the nodes, you have a north node and you have a south node. Those are the the journey of your soul. (laughs) Um, The north node is like the embodiment of where your soul is going. And the south node, which is going to be directly opposite, is like where your soul is coming from. They're not necessarily like it's not like your career or like that kind of thing. It's more of a, a spiritual truth or like an energetic theme that we're meant to learn and embrace. It's not really material. It's more like a a spiritual aspect. Um, and then the, what was the other one? The, the, uh, mid heaven, the mid heaven is, um, the highest point visually in the sky that a planet could possibly fall. Um, And it reflects what you're striving towards. Typically in like a career, um, keep in mind that a career is different than a job. 
your job is what you do to make money. Your career is what you is what feeds your soul. Like you could want to be a like your career could be a musician, but it's not necessarily like making money. So you're going to work at a grocery store and that's your job. Um, so like your career or your calling in life. Um, do we want to touch on the zodiac signs at all? Yeah, we can. What you got for that? All right. So when you're talking about the zodiac signs, keep in mind the overlap of archetypes. So like if you know what each planet is and what each element is, it's going to help you. Like there's a a common theme because each zodiac sign is ruled by a certain planet and each planet or zodiac sign rules a certain house. So like there's kind of a correspondence, like a, a connecting energy between there's just overlap. So it's not as complicated. There's a lot of players, but like they all are kind of functioning on the same lines. Yeah. Um, so like, for instance, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, also the first house ruled by Mars. And that's a fire sign, very like energy-based, aggressive, sexual drive, action, um, competition their their sign is the ram so like picture a ram just like butting through (laughs) walls trying to get to whatever it wants um and then taurus is the second house ruling planet is venus that's the bull (laughs) um and they are like a gentle giant. The bull only comes out when they get attacked. Um, They are a sensitive baby bear, basically. (laughs) Um, They're ruled by Venus. So they tend to be like more romantic into the arts, but they're also very like romantic in terms of what they love like material things they they enjoy their earthly pleasures (laughs) um and then the third house which is gemini ruled by mercury their sign is the twins um they are they're an air sign so they're very like communicative and they're known as like having two faces basically like they see both sides of something or like they're very um like mentally quick yeah that's that's gemini i guess (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then uh cancer fourth house ruled by the moon they're the crab That's the one you hear me talk about most often because I'm the cancer. Um, Very intuitive, in tune to their emotions, other people's emotions, um, all of that jazz. And then what's next? Uh, Leo is the fifth house ruled by the sun. That's Leo the lion. Um, And they are very expressive, very creatively expressive. most actors are probably going to be Leos. They love to entertain, but it's like 
they need to be recognized and applauded and they can get like a little sad if they're not the center of attention, not in like a negative way. They just like to make people happy and like to express like it's, they have a a flair that's not necessarily like, it's not, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like an ego. It's just more of like a creative thing. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, And then Virgo, sixth house, ruled by Mercury. They're very analytical, um, kind of a bit of a perfectionist, very in their head, um, very practical as an earth sign, Um, also really intuitive, very layered people. Um, And then what's next? Libra. Libra, the seventh house, also ruled by Venus. Their sign is the scales. They are very much about making harmony and peace in their surroundings. They are the mediators. Um, Ironic that they have difficulty themselves with this, with finding balance, (laughs) but it's usually because they're investing in the people around them so much. Um, Not you calling me out at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. I don't know what you're talking about. Couldn't be you. (laughs) Um, Basically, they will work to maintain harmony at any cost. And it's usually at their own cost. True that. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. I think I've been shot. Let's move on. Next is Scorpio. (laughs) Scorpio's the eighth house ruled by Pluto. They are the scorpion. Um, They are the... um, the most emotionally intense sign, like concerned with transformation at the deepest level possible. Um, yeah, they're they're the dark and twisty sign. <laughs> and then um, what else do we have? Sorry, I have to keep popping up and down between Sagittarius. my Sagittarius is where are you, you saying, saying that? Sagittarius is the ninth house ruled by Jupiter their sign is the archer um, or the centaur they are the travelers they are very concerned with like being expansive the nomad the spiritual seeker um, a stranger in a strange land Um, very like risk taking truth seeking all of that stuff Um, Next is Capricorn, the 10th house ruled by Saturn. Their sign is the goat. Capricorns are kind of like the hard ass is a uh, a not very nice general description. Um, They are. um, Yeah, really concerned with like what's practical and tangible and sensitive or sensible. Like they're very structure based and consistent and disciplined like if you are like they if you need something done like they're gonna get it done um very goal oriented then aquarius is the 11th house ruled by uranus the water bearer um they are um 
your hippies, your your paradigm busters, they are concerned with like um being they're like the they're the true visionaries. Like they won't believe everything that you tell them just because you tell them. Like they they believe in a new system that serves all of humanity based. Like they are very humanity based, very community concerned, um, a little eccentric usually. Um, but they enjoy like talking about ideas and concepts and like in concern with like the collective. Um, Pisces is next, I believe, which is the last one, the 12th house, um, ruled by Neptune. Their sign is the two fish and they are very, another, that's the last water sign, very emotionally, um, based and like kind of stuck within their own consciousness. Like they're very aware of the connectedness between things, um, kind of living in like a dream light, mystical, unconscious flow of things. Um, very organic, holistic, um, and also very compassionate. A lot of like people who work in hospitals will probably have a lot of Pisces in their, in their chart. Um, so that is my very stereotypical general overview of the signs. <laughs> Did you know that the man who created Goldfish, he was actually just trying to create a snack for his wife, and his wife oh. is a Pisces, and that's why they're fish. Just saying. How romantic is that? Wow. <laughs> that's beautiful. It is so beautiful, <laughs> and she probably loved it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about our charts? Let must them know we, a little bit about must us. We. <laughs> Tell them all our deepest, darkest secrets. So my sun sign is a cancer. I have a Virgo moon and I'm a Leo rising. When you look into my chart, it basically indicates that like I am here for transcendent soul growth like very <laughs> i'm here for a good time not a long time <laughs> <laughs> um very tapped in connected to the inner world very intuitive um i have a way with the words and enjoy big picture convos i dislike small talk <laughs> Um, which kind of makes me a bit of a know-it-all. I can be a little condescending. I understand it's something I'm working on. And um, I have like an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, which also feeds my imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and I dislike conflict um, and tend to be... Actually, it's so funny because I tend to be a little more... What? I can't with this episode. We're literally roasting ourselves on the internet. Um, oh I God. tend to be a little more optimistic and like give people the benefit of the doubt, which I mean, since I came out of like my, I don't know, seven year depression, I've noticed that I am like annoyingly optimistic. And <laughs> oh um, and I have control issues because I have an inner perfectionist narrator and um, basically 
I will find a lot of ease in my life if I tune into my intuition. There you go. That's my chart. That's me. That's me, guys. That's... (laughs) Well, I don't have, like, a summary of my life. (laughs) You... Okay, Savannah has... Oh, you already did it. Okay. I mean, I have a bit of... I have some... Yes. Oh! (laughs) She came prepared. I thought this was going to be peaceful, but it was... (sighs) Oh. Transcendent what? soul growth. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, no, you say you say what you want to st- say. No, I think we should start a new series where people like give us their chart, <laughs> <laughs> and then they can come on the podcast, and we'll read them. And we'll felt. just read them <laughs> and like ask them questions about their lives that they do not want asked. RuPaul declares oh. that the library is open. <laughs> library is closed. My pits are too sweaty. Library is flooded. <laughs> oh, I feel nauseous. Oh, too funny. Uh, anyways. What were Tell you us about say? yourself. Tell me Tell about, about myself. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not nearly as in-depth, but I have a Libra sun. Um, my moon is Aquarius and my ascendant is Scorpio. So, I mean, and you have a, like, you're not just Libra, Aquarius, Scorpio. Like, those are very prevalent. Like, those repeat a lot in your chart. uh, Like, you have a lot of Aquarius. Nobody can see this because it's a freaking (laughs) podcast, but, like, all of my shenanigans are, like, right there. Yeah. No, you have a lot of Aquarius. A lot of Libra and a lot of Scorpio in your chart. So, you know, which I, never... I think defines your personality very well. See, I don't like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know enough about Aquarius, but like this has only recently been something that I've been looking into was Aquarius because I'm like, because mm-hmm. that's you, like you said, the moon is like your inner feels, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the part that I struggle with the most is like my inner self. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I need to start unpacking Aquarius because I focus so much on the Libra and the Scorpio that like, you know, like I never unpacked Aquarius and I'm like, I, I don't know. Possibly the reason that you have trouble connecting with your emotions and your feelings and all of that Aquarius energy is because you also have a shit ton of planets in your 12th house. You have a very, very active 12th house. And what's my and 12th house I'm, again? <laughs> your 12th house, um, I think it's in Scorpio, is it not? Yeah. Or is. like, yeah. But what's the meaning of my 12th house? The 12th house is like, your subconscious, yeah. all of the psychic, the all of the dark and twisty parts of your mind um, is the 12th house. And actually, okay, a fun fact, fun fact. about the 12th house is that um, I've heard it said that if you have planets in the 12th house, that the, the energy of those planets were something that your parent or guardian Um, your caregiver actively repressed in their own life from one year before you were born up to the age of seven. Bro, all my (laughs) planets are there. So thanks a lot, creators of me. Jeez Louise. Not only, I have more to say on your 12th house because I get it. (laughs) She's nasty to you. I know. Girl, this is why I have so many feelings. 
So not only do you have planets in the 12th house, Mm -hmm. you have a, um, you have a stellium, which is basically where like you have, I think it's like four or five different planets almost on top of each other, which can provide like a very, um, it's a very like unified perspective. So it's either going to be like a strength for you or a blind spot. Um, and, and guess which one it is. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, you also have in your chart um, what's known as a square. So that's like one of the ge- geometric relationships. You have a square between multiple planets, mm. all of which are in Scorpio. Mm. There's like a lot of Scorpio energy in that square, which is going to be like squares are like conflict contrast like and it's in scorpio so we're talking about conflict conflast with the most emotional intensity you could imagine trying to push you to transform at the deepest level (laughs) but because because you have all of this libra and aquarius energy you're you're concerned with the collective and you're concerned with harmony but you have trouble focusing that within yourself And so you, this is why people keep pushing you to meditate because you have all of that stuff in your 12th house that you need to focus on instead of focusing on other people so that you can turn that into perspective and strength. Mic drop. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) I'm not crying. I swear. We can keep going. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right. Is there anything else you can want to keep going there? No, no, no. I know because I have been feeling the conflict. I've been telling you, like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm supposed to be doing something. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know what it is. And I've literally been feeling like this since January. And I'm sitting here like I feel like I feel like I'm being drawn to something, but I don't know what it is. But I know that it's partially myself, but I have too many outward things to, like, take care of that I don't take care of myself. I get it. Like, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I really know, but <laughs> but I always, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely always felt all of that there. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I wish I could find. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Now I'm flustered. You got me <laughs> flustered. I had a note so that I sorry. wrote somewhere. I and say it all with love. I know it's for my betterment. I understand. Oh, you know what I don't understand? And maybe you can explain it to me while I try to find whatever the heck it is I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, my Chiron. What is what is a Chiron? Mm. I have no idea what that is. Yes. Chiron is known as the wounded healer. So it is, it shows us where we have an opportunity to turn disharmony or pain in our lives into healing and like healing to help others. So it's like, for instance, if someone is an addict, if they become a recovering addict and then they go on to help other addicts because they have that like that vision of what it is, the depths of being an alcoholic or whatever addiction in order to help other people. So it's like turning your wound into your your win, basically, and and helping other people with that. 
Um, I don't know where your Chiron is. It's in Virgo. Comment for though. This was actually, this <laughs> is what I was actually looking for. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of reading. So like I had printed off my chart um, and it like gives deeper explanations of like your placements and stuff. And one of mm-hmm. the spots that I had highlighted was uh, my Chiron in Virgo. Um, it said that my formative years have been fought with strict rules and discipline leading to bouts of anxiety and impossible perfectionism. And I was like, I feel like that's so funny because it's sitting beside my um, midheaven in Leo. Mm-hmm. And my midheaven in Leo is like, it suggests that I seek a career that's highly visible, open to the public eye, highly expressive and often creative. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like, I don't know what the connection, but like, that's, that to me is like the issue. Cause like, I agree with both of those things, but I have such a high perfectionism that I struggle towards like a, any, any career really, because I feel like I'm not doing it 3000%. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. and they're like, if you actually look at my like chart, they're like lonely sitting up there by themselves. And I'm like, hmm. but they're not, lo- it's not lonely sitting up there by themselves because they are like in relation. Think about the, the geometric relationships between the other planets. Uh, yeah. Well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're meant to do big things. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Cause that's what I want to do. And I genuinely, but I, I definitely feel, and like, this is more recently, I've kind of been exploring this when I've like, you know, considered, I think I talked about it last podcast, or maybe the one before when I was like, I, you know, having to like reconsider what I'm doing for a living and all that stuff that kind of happened at the beginning of this um, year, in conjunction with what's happening in the world, I feel such a great struggle, because it's like, I feel like right now is my time to step into that bigger role. But I'm having such a conflict of like, letting go of all the other stuff, like my internal stuff and like just letting myself create in that towards that path and like take mm-hmm. steps that way. I feel like I want to actively pull myself back to like sit down and like suppress that this isn't the time to do it. But everything else around me and everything I've like meditated on and everything like pushing me there and asking me to take a t- step forward but my body's still pulling me back. If that even makes a little bit of sense. That's like, that's the internal struggle that I've been feeling for like a while now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which there's definitely clues in your chart, how to get like, how to use, like how to step over that what's holding you back. I just am not as like, I mean, from, From what I've read and like, I haven't, I I haven't explored it in my chart extensively, but like from what I'm gathering from my other sources is that I need to step into that masculine role and just take Mm -hmm. some action regardless of if I think it's right, if I think I'm doing it right, what I Mm -hmm. think of it in general. Like this season of my life just requires a lot of action that I just need to I just need to take a step forward. Yeah. Which actually that masculine. Oh yes. Yes. Energy masculine aspect is so the planet Mars is associated with like all of that masculine energy, that driving energy. 
and your Mars is in the 12th house. And buried in the 12th house? No way. It is, <laughs> it is buried in the she 12th buried. house. <laughs> um, which, keep in mind, is also like one of those planets that is possibly like repressed by your, your parent or guardian. So typically with planets in the house, in the 12th house, like we have a hard time having ownership of that energy. Like it, it doesn't feel like we can fully embody it or like function at full capacity because that energy feels dangerous. It feels risky or like wrong to embrace. And so like having Mars there, that's that embodiment of masculine energy plus it's in a stellium, plus it's in a square. Like, it's just, it's so heavily buried within you that, like, that is something, it's no wonder that you're struggling with that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a million dollars to give you, I would, because that's exactly correct. You have one bingo. You can yeah. go past go and collect your $200. And I wish I... I wish I could have the ability to read further to tell you how to how to rise above that, but I am not yet at that point. Uh, you know, I just the conflict of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what did we learn here today? <laughs> not to have children when you're burying all your feels. <laughs> That's what True. we learned today. Okay? True. <laughs> Which yes. twenty-seven years later, they're going to be upset. <laughs> upset at you <laughs> it's fine ah, that's so funny actually did you i have a question did you take into account any of like the zodiacs when you were family planning no like a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> damn but like from what I've read and from my own personal experience, I would recommend not doing it because ultimately, like, <laughs> you're going to have the child that you were meant to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one point that I was going to bring up here was like, um, I feel like I don't like this whole movement of people being like, oh, like, what's your sign? What's your what's your big three? Because I feel mm -hmm. like it's like people almost showboating, like trying to read each other when like, that's not what your chart is. Like you said, like, you know, these are how your body might like naturally want to urge towards or, or function towards. But that might not be how your soul interprets it. And that might not be who you are completely. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't love it when people are like, you, you know, like they make the jokes yeah. about like reading someone's chart before they go on a date with them. I'm like, why don't you just go experience it and then read their chart later? You know, like exactly. Cause then it's going to influence your perception instead of exactly. actually perceiving. And my favorite astrologist, she, this is like, this is her, her kryptonite. She hates like general sun sign stereotyping Yeah, because, and like people are always like, when you're talking about like, are we compatible or not? Like people think about the sun sign, but you aren't in a relationship as your sun sign. Like you're, you're in a relationship, like your Mercury, how you communicate comes into effect your Venus, which is like your relationship planet. Like there, there are so many other aspects of a relationship. Relationships are so dynamic that like you can't, break it down into one thing that's it's 
Yeah. And even like, I don't know, I see some trends on like TikTok that are like, you know, lip sync this song and let everyone guess your sign. I'm like, but wouldn't mm-hmm. you be guessing their ascendant? You yes. know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, it's not necessarily because it, because you know, I did it for myself. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's entirely mm-hmm. my ascendant. That's not who I think that I am. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so when I was, when we were family planning, <laughs> I was one of those people that I was like, I will not have a Scorpio child. Do <laughs> not do not put that on me. And there were like two signs specifically that I was drawn to, one of which was Pisces, which is Lincoln's sun sign. And I was a bit of a control freak. But ultimately, the joke was on me because here I was doing all in my power to control this unborn child. And ultimately, he was born, let me hear, let me, let me tell you this, with a Pisces sun sign. So I got that, which is all about like going with the flow, trust, surrender. <laughs> and Lol. then an Aries, and then an Aries moon, which is like perhaps the most headstrong, does not want to be controlled sign of the zodiac. So, like, thank you, universe, for that karmic joke because I was trying to control this child and ultimately I got a child who does not want to be controlled (laughs) yeah well (laughs) serves you right (laughs) yeah that's that was Um, my lesson I definitely didn't use astrology in like family planning but I have used it since because I find Mm -hmm. that it's like a good way to help me like learn how to communicate not only with Chris but with the kids and everything like it just helps me understand why they're reacting to things the way that they are. And I find like with the dynamic with the kids, it's always so hard because, you know, they're going through whatever they're going through. I don't know. They're like, you know, age changes and emotional changes and physical changes. And they just like, they're different people. I feel like every two weeks, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really helped me in like understanding like what their core, you know, reactions are. Um, yeah, but I also find it interesting to see them interact with each other because mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like how they trigger oh, each other. <laughs> yeah, like and they're good at it, and they, they do mm-hmm. it obviously subconsciously. Like they don't, you know, like, they don't know that they're whatever sign, and they're gonna trigger this other sign. <laughs> like they don't know mm-hmm. that, but they totally do it. I think I can, my brother. Oh, that totally brings to mind what my brother always. He he triggers me too. Let me tell you, and he knows what chord to hit. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, mm-hmm. um, but it's so true. Like, us when you astrology just gives me such like a greater appreciation and like understanding for people and experiences, like mm-hmm. because you see them in the greater picture. Like you. Like, it's been so helpful for me, especially in, like, dealing with my husband, because there are things about, like, his nature that are just so inherently different from me. And, like, when I examine those things in the context of his birth chart, like, I can find understanding and appreciate and respect those aspects about him more and, like, stop trying to change those things or, like, force him to see my view if he's just completely, if that's just like completely impossible for him to see mm-hmm. and like understanding that the things that he triggers me in is a way it's like perfectly matched. Mm-hmm. Like your partner, especially is a mirror. They're going to trigger you 
and challenge you in the ways that you need the growth the most. And so like now I approach arguments and disagreements in a totally new light. Like instead of getting defensive or like trying to tell him how I'm right, like I look at it as what do I need to learn from this experience? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's completely reshaped my dynamic in like how I interact with him. And it's just, it's incredible, honestly. I'd agree. I mean, Eric is a Taurus and Archie is a Taurus and Tauruses are trips, man. Like, (laughs) damn. But we love them so much. We do. And you know what? And when they're loving, they are so loving. And you're like, Mm -hmm. yes, like, Archie, bring me the cuddles. Like, he's the only one who like, he'll he'll just hold my hand for no reason. Like, all the Mm -hmm. love. But when I trigger him by accident, because obviously he would want to do that on From purpose. The That's oh the my lord. <laughs> he like, yeah, he pops off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love, I just, yeah. Are there um, parts of your like chart, your big three, whatever part of your chart that you find like you kind of call yourself out on it sometimes. Like you can like feel it like coming forward and you're like, whoop. hundred percent. Like you're Leo uh, this morning at the beginning of this book. <laughs> she came to party. I think it's funny um, because you're Leo, like that part of you mm-hmm. and like my Scorpio ascendant. We in trouble, <laughs> trouble. Cause I'm sitting back there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's good. Um, no, definitely. Like I, we mentioned it before. My like habit of turtling, <laughs> um, and like I tend to like I I have patterns of like actively avoiding things in my life. Like I will disassociate physically, like like video games, for instance, like there was a time in my life where video games were an issue because I just did that so that I didn't have to think about things. Like it was a way for me to escape. Um, and like, I'm more aware of that pattern now. And so I like, when I want to do that, I'm like, "Mm, do we really want to avoid this? Like, I'm just more aware of that pattern now. Mm -hmm. What about you? My issues surround entirely, um, like, controlling my Scorpio. Because <laughs> I find in, like, social situations, I either have to go in as a Libra or go in as a Scorpio. And there's, like, no in-between. <laughs> so, like, sometimes, <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes I'll go in and I'll be like, you got to assess the situation before we front here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is there any other, like, parenting aspect that astrology has come in or played a role I think or like mostly, in your relationships I think mostly I just use it for like like I said like behavior um mm-hmm. understanding a little bit more about like also not their life's purpose but like what they're drawn towards or what where they want to walk in life I find is helpful um not in saying that I want to like direct their life, but like it just gives me a better understanding of like why they might choose certain things versus other things. I don't know. And then it like, honestly, it's been really huge on the relationship between like 
all of the siblings, like understanding why Theo reacts certain ways to Archie and vice versa, or like why they don't. Cause like, you know, you want all your kids to get along, but honestly, like Archie has a way better relationship with Rhett than he does with Theo Mm -hmm. quite naturally. Like it's just very natural for Archie to be really affectionate and playful towards Rhett. And it's very natural for him to turn around and be not, affectionate and kind of like pick at Theo because he knows he can like really upset him right like I don't know like it's just it's just understanding that like not everyone's going to be kumbaya together all the time I feel mm-hmm. like that's so helpful as a parent because then you're not feeling like oh my god my kids hate each other and da, 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 da. I'm like no it's just their like natural flow and like you know it's just easier for Archie and Rhett for example to get along versus Theo and like everyone's gonna have a different dynamic and that's okay um and to understand to like leave space for that dynamic, I think is huge. Um, yeah. I think we kind of got into it a little bit on whatever episode we talked about our husbands <laughs> a while <laughs> back. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I haven't dove like really deep into Chris's chart, but like the basics that I've kind of gotten from it have really helped our relationship and how we communicate. Um, we do have, um, our, both of our Venuses are in Libra. So we like on a <laughs> relationship, like love language, we're kind of like on the same page in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in understanding like how he naturally communicates too, like it helps me <laughs> because yeah. I am just so much more, not that he's not passionate, but I'm very like outwardly passionate and like mm-hmm. everywhere in my chart. Like I'm either, you know, superly like emotionally fueled and charged or like I am like physically passionate. Like it's just who I am. Like I'm, I, yeah. And he's just very earth sign. <laughs> he's just very zen all the time. And like even to literally, even this morning, I was like talking to him and I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. Like, are you okay? And he's like, actually, I'm having a really great day. I'm like, you couldn't tell, bro. I was like, and then he like, you know, jokingly moves his voice up and down to like show emotion. But it's just like he's just very chill all the time. So like because he's not powered with like emotion I'm like I don't understand what you're saying half the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um it was really funny because we were actually talking about the fact that we were doing an astrology episode and I you know Mm -hmm. we re-talked about our charts together um and he's like I don't really see how you're a Scorpio I literally popped off I literally popped off I was like I can pick I can pick a fight with you in 0.3 seconds like just tell me when I'll show up (laughs) And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Don't even. (laughs) But it's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's helped a little bit. I feel like I could dive more, but I'm also kind of scared to dive more because I don't want to like, I don't want to have like a perceived notion of like my kids specifically Mm -hmm. um, by overanalyzing their charts. Like I feel like I go to their charts when I want an answer to something, but I don't want to go too far. Mm-hmm. No, I totally echo that because like my chart and your chart are the ones that I have looked into the most. Yeah. And I think like I I really have just skimmed over Lincoln and Eric's. Like I really haven't invested anything in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, that's such a weird thing. 
it's weird. <laughs> I think it's good for like I, I think it's it would be good for me to better understand my own chart. But I, like this is exactly what I was saying before though. Like I just don't think that people should like be diving into other people's charts for like yeah. no reason. You know what I mean? Like if someone needs help with something and you're like, okay, well like let's look through things, it's a great tool. Um, mm-hmm. but like yeah, I just don't think you should be overanalyzing other people's charts, man. Like that's there yeah. as a blueprint and guide for them like you know for them to explore their own stuff um but I also think that there's I think it's funny because some people are like anti-astrology they're like I don't know I don't believe in that kind (laughs) of wooey stuff and then they're like all over you know enneagrams or the Myers-Briggs or the uh human design one was the one that I was thinking of Yeah, like that's getting, human design is getting huge traction right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's older. So I mean, where were you guys? But anyways. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they'll go into like depth about that. And I'm like, it's exactly like it's well, it's not exactly the same thing. But like, yeah, it plays off of the same thing. It's trying Mm -hmm. to tell you things about your personality so you can better understand and accept yourself so that you can better function in social situations in romantic relationships. You know, like, that's all it is. So I don't yeah. know why we're getting all hyped up about one thing versus the other. Just choose what's right for you. And all of them help. Like, honestly, I've done all of them. Um, and they do help. I just find that astrology is just like way more in depth than anything else. Yeah. Um, the human design one is, I'd say it's pretty in depth as well. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. Um... Astrology even influenced when we were picking Lincoln's name. (laughs) Did it? Uh, It did because so Lincoln um, is his name (laughs) and he's a Pisces son and Pisces is associated with like the ocean and vastness and like the interconnectedness of life. And so we, when we picked his name, we call like, we call him Link for short, um, because like he is and will remain a link between my husband and I. And like, for me personally, he has been a link to so many aspects of my soul and like, and like just understanding him and how I approach parenting. And like, there's just, he's, he's been a key to a lot of things and it kind (laughs) of like echoes his, his name and his sun sign. That's so nice. Oh, um, so I never used astrology for like parent or whatever. What would what you just say? I never used astrology for family planning, mm-hmm. but I will say that I was definitely always drawn to having kids like not in the winter months. Like I wouldn't have kids like September through February. Mm-hmm. And we always kept that in mind um when we were like having kids other than ready so you can tell that that wasn't (laughs) planned very well (laughs) um but we love him regardless that january baby (laughs) 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 but he's 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 an aquarius right yeah Mm -hmm. there's probably some connection there about the fact that i don't want (laughs) that season of babies (laughs) um You know what I think about all the time is you said to me one time about how you can see what you were going through in each of your pregnancies in each of your children. And I think about that 
all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so true because like one of my favorite astrologers, she kind of specializes in like generational astrology and like finding those generational patterns or like things within your chart. And that's just something I find so, so intriguing. And it's so true because if you look for me, for instance, like my incessant control issues and like, I just explained how Lincoln is like the antithesis of wanting to be controlled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, That's, 100% something that I fully believe in Um, and I also believe in like transferring your emotional mental state to your fetus Um, and I think that anything that you're bringing to the table like throughout your pregnancy you end up bringing to your labor Um, so that's one thing that I deal with with my clients a lot is you know how do you try and filter through some of that before you go into labor and before you bring that to your labor Um, I mean, some people think that I'm wooey when I bring it up. They're kind of like, I don't know, whatever. But I'm like, I, I really do. Like, because I feel like mm-hmm. emotions and like make you hold tension and tension yeah. can affect the way your baby's sitting. And then tension can also affect the way that your muscles are contracting, like in labor. Like, there's just so much connection there. And like, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely 3000% believe that. Um, I know my oldest deals with a lot of, like, he gets anxious over. N- the smallest things. Um, and I was very anxious, (laughs) um, throughout like before I had him and then up and throughout his pregnancy, like all of it. Um, so I can definitely see that in him more so in him. I feel like the other two, I don't know, I'd have to maybe dig a little bit deeper into where my emotional states are. But now that I think of it, I think it's interesting that I had an Aquarius baby with an Aquarius moon. There's probably more to to be said there, but in the age of yet. in the in quotations age, age Aquarius, yeah, like what? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the world telling me I need to uh, internally reflect and meditate again. Cute, love pushing it. you to embody those. <laughs> I don't want to be an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> and no Aquari- Aquarius are fun. I I quite enjoy Aquarius energy. But that's so true, too. Like, when you're trying to, like, look at compatibility and, like, all of that stuff, like, it's so personal. Mm-hmm. Like, the the like somebody might totally want a Scorpio baby. Me? I'm emotionally intense enough. I don't need that extra <laughs> in my life. Um, but, like, some people might. They might find it intriguing. I don't know. But it's just... But I also think it's funny when people don't know anything about astrology and they're like, why is my child this way? I was like... Me? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, your child will forever be that way. So cute. <laughs> um. All right. What are some? Are there any other ways that like astrology you incorporate into your life? Are you a horoscope reader? What are you? What's What's your jazz? I used to be a really big horoscope reader, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've kind of faded off that train. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's too much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like be... I end up looking for things to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It can be either good or bad. Like you're either going to like 
it's either going to restrict you and like be a negative thing. Cause then you're like, if the horoscope for instance, isn't exactly a positive or like easy aspect, then like you're, you're going into it with a dark mentality um, as opposed to like just allowing it to happen naturally and using that bad aspect to like grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also read somewhere that, um, if you are reading horoscopes, uh, you should be reading your ascendant sign, not your sun sign. And I thought that that was kind of cool. Like that's a cool trick. And like, that is pretty helpful. Cause I find like that connects more, like it's more accurate to what's going on in my life. When I read my ascendant, if you're reading it in like a magazine or something, or like in the newspaper, it makes more sense to read your ascendant than it does to read your son. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for me, I feel like I take, I, I'm very interested in like planetary alignment in my life, like month to month kind of thing. Like that's stuff that I ask you about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like that's more accurate. I don't know. Yeah. Like versus yeah. just a general horoscope situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do like it. Like when you give me the full like rundown of what it planet is entering, what area, like it mm-hmm. makes so much sense and there's so much that I can like dive into when you give me those tidbits. So I absolutely love those. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, one of the ways that I like to apply astrology is like through like the moon and the solar cycles. So like, because we have 12 zodiacs, we go through a season of each zodiac, which includes a new moon and a full moon in each zodiac. So I like to use that as like a practice in embodying that archetype. It's, it's kind of like getting a crash course from a specialty teacher. <laughs> uh, for example, like we've been in the series in, in the season of Aries, which is like about getting shit done or started. Like it's the spark, the ignition. And so if you use that month or that time to like actively apply that in your life, it's like just a way of like growth really like it's and then Mm. like as we go through each season each zodiac has their specific traits that like if you practice to embody or like keep those in mind as you're going throughout your month like it's I don't know I just find it to be a good energy practice yeah, I guess that is one thing that I do is that I follow like moon cycles pretty regularly and like mm-hmm. knowing where the moon is in relation to other planets. Like I find that 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 is really helpful in like mm-hmm. gauging what what my focus is for the month and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then do we have some resources if anybody's interested um, to go and look at their chart? We got our charts from, um, ooh, I'm going to say it wrong, Astro. Where did we get it from? One sec. It, it's Astro Dash Chart. And don't forget the dash. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think it leads you to the right app, uh, website. Yeah. Um, but Astro Dash Chart is a really good resource for getting your birth chart. And they also have um, a like a birth chart analysis that you can pay to get done. I think it's like twenty five dollars. 
honestly the most like well done analysis that I've come across. Oh, Astro. I just feel like it gives you a really good like overview of like the general stuff so you can kind of get a feel for it. And then from there, you're able to just make, you know, your own notes and like dig deeper into your chart. And it's like mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing too. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite resources is my favorite astrologer, Jessica Lanyadu. She has a podcast and an Instagram and a book. She's incredible. Um, super fun. And so her podcast is called Ghost of a Podcast. The first half of the episode, she'll like answer a viewer question and then she'll do like your weekly horoscope or something like that. Um, and she's she's just, she's cool beans. <laughs> And then um, Cheyenne is your resource. <laughs> if you have questions, messenger. Me, actually. Um, I have a special announcement for anyone listening to this podcast. What? Um, if you've seen our Instagram stories, you may or may not know I have been trying to assemble all of my astrology notes. And if you are listening to this podcast and you want access to those astrology notes, message us and I will send it to you so that you will have a little file of astrology notes in case you want to deep dive into your chart or learn more about astrology. So you can message us on Instagram, sisterhood.rising, and I will send you my notes. Ooh, I want them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about the app? Mm. I was like, what app? (sighs) Actually, it was just trending. Did you see it was trending? I did. I saw Channing Tatum's video of it again. (laughs) I don't it's so true though. <laughs> so there's this app that you can download called The Pattern. And you put in all your birth information, all that jazz. It like brings up your chart, but then it brings up or it doesn't bring up your chart. It brings up the pattern, the cycles that you're like p- potentially going to face within the next I don't know. I have cycles for up to like 3 years. I don't know what yours mm-hmm. is. It's it's based on your astrology and it's based on like where, you know, all the planets are moving in your life. But like for instance, um So you can put in like other people so that you can do relationship patterns as well. So like I have Eric in there and we were just going through, I think it it was called like an expansive or like some kind of like growth pattern. And which is so true because we, I've never had such deep conversations with Eric so many in a row in like the last month. Like we, there's definitely been growth happening. Um, And there was like one conversation that we had and I was struggling to like um, put into words how I was feeling. And then literally like the next day I went on pattern and it word for word described what I was trying to tell him. And I was like, Oh my God, because it's true. Like it just, it's, it's just so applicable. Yeah. And then I like the, so when you go onto like your profile, there's the, your timing section and it Mm -hmm. gives you like five months left in this cycle or Mm -hmm. six months or eight months. 
which I enjoy. That's where I spend the most time. And then it also has the world stuff, but I never really explore any of that. But anyways, it's a great app if you just want something that's like more up to the minute without you having to like look through your chart and figure out where the planets are right now. Like this kind of gives you a good jumping point. It's definitely not as in-depth as like the conversations that you and I have, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a good starting point. Yeah, it's all about just like having more information to grow. That's really the basis of like all of this. Okay, so that is it for this week's episode. Um, Next week, we are actually going to be sharing Cheyenne's birth story. So that's it for this week. And until next week, remember that we we love love you. you.